Welcome everybody to Obscure Security Treads. Uh, this is a podcast supported by Obscure Technologies and Trend Micro. The topic of discussion uh, for this series of podcasts is the Trend Micro Mid-Year Roundup Report. Uh, in the previous two podcasts, we covered ransomware and exploiting vulnerabilities. Uh, in this session, we're going to be talking about threats related to COVID-19 and the scams. Um, and then the last insertion of uh, this four-part series, we're going to be covering cloud threats. As a reminder, the report can be downloaded uh, by visiting bit.ly forward slash OBS forward slash security trends. That's bit.ly forward slash OBS slash security trends. My name is Cameron Losco, BU Manager of Obscure Technologies. We are a value-added distributor here in South Africa. I'm joined by many from Trend Micro, who's a technical lead, and Brenton from Obscure Technologies, who is also a technical. According to the report, Trend Micro detected over 25 million email threats, which is a massive number. So clearly, the guys are taking advantage of COVID-19. Uh, Manny, what, what what sort of threat? Well, what sort of um, or how are the threat actors uh, rather taking advantage of COVID nineteen? Yeah, thanks, Cameron. So, we saw um, when COVID nineteen started in um, twenty twenty, um, threat actors were using a lot of emails, sending out emails, information about COVID, and people obviously wanting to absorb as much information as they could about COVID were clicking on those emails, and they were getting uh, um, exploited, and, and malicious malware was getting downloaded. They also what they what they did was um, cloned um, legitimate COVID-19 websites um, where threat, uh, where users would go on. The threat actors would then um, gather the information and, and be able to exploit them. What we've seen now in, in 2021, we've seen a change to misinformation, especially around vaccinations. A lot of people are wanting to get vaccinated. Um, what threat actors are doing is using um, legitimate, uh, creating their own applications on Android, for example. Um, we've seen um, COVID-19 V-Alert, for example, on Android being downloaded um, by users uh, around vaccination and about um, getting tested. Um, and that's been downloading malicious um, malware onto their phones, for example. Also, social media websites being um, like TikTok, for example. Um, threat actors are using um, uh, people's curiosity about COVID to redirect them to um, malicious social media websites where um, they are then um, gather information and ask all the information like IDs and um, uh, uh, personal information about users to be able to exploit them. All right. And Brenton, what, what, what sort of trends are you seeing as well? So, well, I think let's um, let's talk about how COVID has become a trend for, you know, attackers to use. So every time something big happens in the world, um, you know, attackers will pretty much leverage that, right? Um, if you, it, it's, it's all about collecting, um, you know, the right amount of credentials to go and sell um, or getting the right amount of users compromised. So, if you have a trend, you've obviously got a way of, of getting a lot of people to a specific source or a compromise point, right? So for drive-by downloads um, or for credential um, credential collection and things like that. Um, you know, even, even from a database perspective, if you've got things like these, you know, World Health Organizations and they've got, uh, or like the World Health Organization, sorry. Um, and they've got a login page and they get compromised. A lot of people would have registered on those, uh, on those types of websites. And obviously from that perspective, you can then go and on sell accounts if you have all that compromised data. 
Um, you know, so from a trends perspective, I think we'll always find, you know, upshift in various different things. You know, I mean, you know, we had like uh, global uh, pandemics before this, like the fidget spinners, um, you know, so. <laughs> you can call that a pandemic. <laughs> that was a pandemic. Um, everybody had one. Um, but, you know, those those kind of things, you know, would be easy for people to go and then obviously sell uh, those types of things, right? So if you've got a massive database with a whole bunch of emails or phone uh, phone numbers and things like that, you can obviously go and on-sell a product, a legitimate product to those compromised uh, accounts as well. Um, so it goes a lot of ways. Um, and I think, you know, having having COVID like this, we'll see, um, you know, uptrends in, like Manny mentioned, you know, different types of things. So with the vaccine, we'll have an uptrend uh, or different vaccines. We'll have a lot of reading and people going to specific sources and things like that. Um, and it'll change as well, right? As COVID evolves, um, we'll see new trends within COVID. Um, in my opinion. And I think, you know, we'll obviously then see new types of compromises for new types of, uh, you know, things that are getting out there. Yeah. Interesting what um, Brendan was saying about the fidget spinners. One of the, th- one of the top ways we've seen um, threat actors exploit students is using free laptops, um, um, putting URLs, offering free laptops to students, students going on there, putting the information on there and getting compromised as a result. So, yeah, it's uh, quite, quite a method. So is it safe to say that like a lot of these is just primarily just to get that information about that customer, be it their names, their their credit card information, their email addresses. I'm sure like, you know, if, you, if you're going to have a compromised site or have a phishing site and collect login details for, I don't know, 0365 accounts or you know that that information gets sold, right? Yeah, no, it, it it will get sold because you know if you've got if you've got corporate credentials, for example, um, you know a lot of a lot of the uh, trends that we're seeing now as well um, is you know phishing uh, phishing attempts coming from legitimate sources, right? So if it's coming from if you if you're sending a phishing email from you know a security company to one of or another security company right you're inherently going to trust that um and your mail filters will probably also trust it because it's a legitimate source it's not like it's a no, you know trusted. abc domain mm. um or you know something sitting in in, in ru that you're going to flag um inherently right all right okay cool so let's so let's talk about uh, delivery methods i mean we touched on a little bit of that i mean man you mentioned social media do you want to just like elaborate on some of that yeah, sure. So, um, you know, um, we've threat actors, are, for example, as I spoke before, is, is using legitimate uh, or putting applications on Android um, around around COVID nineteen. Um, a lot of people are wanting to be tested, so they would create a test app where you can register and go and get supposedly tested. Um, um, people download these apps onto their phones, and um, at the same time, download malicious content onto their phones that. Um, can compromise their phones, get the information, get their data. Um, redirects, um, a lot of people are going to social media for con- a lot of conspiracy theory around vaccinations and, and that people just love absorbing that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of redirects to social media to get that sort of information. They get redirected to malicious websites as a result of that. Um, people absorb that and they get, um, download um, um malicious content onto their laptops as a result of that. So um, these are some of the um, vectors that that threat actors are using. Um, Also, a lot of people are, sadly enough or funny enough, is is that people are wanting to pretend that they've been vaccinated and wanting to get false vaccination certificates. Threat actors are using these to exploit those those as well. And um, those are some of the methods. A lot of SMSs around... um, sending SMSs around, you can get vaccinated here or get vaccinated here, or this is what the COVID, people click on the links within those SMSs, and again, are, are then compromised as a result. So 
you need to be very careful and understand and 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 know that you can trust the the links that you're trying to click on. Okay. And uh, Brenton, so from from your point of view, you know what what sort of delivery methods uh, have you observed? Um, so obviously the drive-by types of things, you know, and compromised hosts and things like that. Compromised websites is always going to be a big thing. We still see that. Um, but specifically, you know, targeted uh, types of attacks against organizations, you know, I've been looking at that. Um, you know, from an email perspective, uh, we'll always get, you know, targeted phishing attempts and things like that. Obviously, macro documents or macros sitting within documents, um, you know, to, to kind of compromise those hosts. Um, and then, you know, kind of like changing of banking details have been a big thing recently as well. Uh, people are not as, um, you know, sensitive to other people as what they used to be, in my opinion. Um, you know, as you, as, as, as COVID, you know, becomes more and more uh, part of our lives, a lot of people don't interact with other people. Um, you know, you're sitting at home, you don't know your coworkers, right? So if someone calls you and, and says they're from the IT department and, um, you know, they want to get your credentials, we kind of see that too as well, right? It's it's much easier for people to give those types of things now because they're not as sensitive as they used to be. Um, and and I think, yeah, we'll, we'll continue seeing that kind of development um, or those types of attacks in development as well. And people are, you know, very busy. You know, as, as you sit at home, you put a lot more meetings in, in your calendar, um, you know, quick 30-minute or 15-minute meetings. Um, so obviously, if you get an email, you're not going to look at everything, right? Users will click on links. Um, they'll click on documents without looking who the sender was. Um, and then we mentioned a little bit earlier, so compromised accounts. So if you're sending a phishing attempt from a legitimate source, you know, that's kind of a thing as well. You can be trained to look at a link, but if it comes from a compromised partner, um, you know, you kind of just falling for it anyway are you going to fall for it i mean you're going to click on it you trust it um you know so we'll see a lot of that kind of stuff coming up yeah all right and um what about uh you know i suppose the guys also going to be taking advantage of of employment i mean i think a lot of a lot of people lost their jobs during this period so there's going to be like a tax on those people i mean that that's obviously some of the purse of the poor but then they're still getting well, not necessarily the poor, the poor, but those people in desperate times, and they they're obviously going to be a little bit more desperate than somebody else, and not actually take a look at uh, at that particular email, or not read that clearly, you know, and and you know, out of desperation, just clicking on things. So I think that's a big big problem. And then obviously you mentioned like fraud earlier, so obviously you know credit card details, you know, uh, uh, signing up for fake uh, fake certificates for vaccinations and so on. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of that. One thing in the report, um, Maddie, is that it mentions there's actually been a massive reduction uh, compared to uh, 2020 and 2021 related to the email and URL threats that that have been observed. Do we think this is the end of the COVID nineteen threats that we're going to be seeing, or uh, or what do you what do you feel? No, so I, I don't think it's the end, but it's. Um Changed the threat actors have changed the way they 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 compromising users. So email and URL were easy in the beginning, based on the different uh, trends for lack uh, for lack of a better word on how COVID is. So last year it was about um, as much information sending out as much information about COVID people absorbing it via email. A ho- um, uh, threat actors pretending to be hospitals giving out, out information. People want to know because it's a new disease. They they worried. They scared. They'll click on the email. They get it. Now. Um, 
users might be a little bit more cautious around email and URLs. So threat actors are changing the way they're do- doing things and using, um, as we spoke about before, social media or creating their own apps on Android. Um, so they're changing the way they're doing things. We, we They might have seen a decrease from email and URLs, but we're seeing an increase in other ways that threat actors are attacking the, uh, the, um, or exploiting COVID-19. Okay. okay. So then let's, let's talk about prevention. I mean, obviously prevention is better than cure. You know what? What are what are the steps that that, that people and companies need to take in order to prevent um, their their employees or even individuals from from being taken advantage? Yeah, I think it's gonna. It, it's quite hard securing remote users. Um, there's a lot of ways of getting into uh, into an environment, especially you know if you're looking at let, let's let's take a simple example. Um, if a user has weak Wi-Fi credentials, right, and you drive, it's like drive by um, or, or what was it called, war dialing, uh, war driving, war driving. Um, you know that's that's going to become relevant as well. You know people don't have secure passwords in their societies all the time. Then you get onto the network, compromise the machine, um, or even you know the traditional ways of attacking with phishing and things like that. If you get onto a host um, that has misconfigurations on it, it's going to be easy for you to get back into a network if you don't apply zero trust, right, or least access privilege or least privilege access um you know it's 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 kind of like vpns are also inherently misconfigured a lot of the time so if you if you've got a, a vpn back in a lot of cases you don't segment um you know where the users are landing from the rest of your network so getting onto servers from there would be uh would be possible um so yeah there's a lot of things we need to look at we need to look at securing those remote endpoints obviously looking at the misconfigurations on those endpoints um, and then making sure that everything that's backhauled into the environment is obviously sanitized as well. And then once it gets here, what do you have access to? So, you know, that micro-segmentation conversation becomes relevant. I suppose also, again, now coming back to the user, because the user is the one sitting behind the computer singing at home. Yeah. Uh, so our, our obviously security teams are they have a massive challenge ahead of them, uh, not only now with, with, with an office environment, now that's completely dispersed. Um, so, you know, I suppose then it comes to user awareness training. You know, they, they need to have that user awareness training and, and keep up to date with, uh, with, with, with most recent trends like we discussed earlier. Um, what about multi-factor authentication? I suppose that's, that's hugely important, right? Yeah, I think multi-factor authentication is key. Um, uh, not key. It, it, it's compulsory. It should be compulsory yeah, for any organization. It's a must. Yeah. Um, multi-factor authentication is important. And um, in the previous a podcast, um, Cameron, you mentioned, spoke about zero trust. Um, I think zero trust, uh, I know um, often when we go through different security trends, uh, there's always a new buzzword, and zero trust is a new buzzword for cybersecurity now. Um, but zero trust is quite important, and zero trust works around um, information. So the more information an organization has, the more risk insights they have into an organization, understanding what a user is allowed to access or supposed to access, and then completely restricting the access on the, on, on the network and only allowing them access to the resource that they require is going to become very important for any organization. Multi-factor authentication plays a big role in that. Um, um, also, uh, for example, uh, with people working from home, um, and Brendan touched on this with VPN access, is you don't know who's piggybacking on the, on the VPN, on, on VPN. So zero trust, again, having point-to-point access from home to the to the to the application that the user requires is one of the ways that you could pre- prevent um, from people piggybacking onto and getting access to your network. And and this is all part of zero trust as well. People um, can connect to your, you might have a user working from home, but all of a sudden they're connecting from Russia or from China. How do you monitor that? You need information on that to be able to then um, know that, hang on, this is not the right user um, 
connecting from into my environment. And so being able to monitor that information and know, know and have that information at your fingertips is very important. Okay, and then I suppose also com- coming down to the basics as well. I mean, uh, you know, the zero trust and, and the principles around that is like, like a big topic. And, you know, you, that, that's a bit of a journey as well. But, you know, let's also just focus on the basics. You know, get the basics right first. Make sure you've got a, a decent endpoint protection installed on your endpoints and, you know, you're securing your VPNs correctly and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then obviously, you know, you know, I think we also need to tell users if it's too good to be true, it probably, it probably is. You know, don't click on that that link thinking that you have won a bonus, uh, you know, for some COVID bonus because you didn't. The new uh, you, you know, Pro Max. Exactly, because <laughs> yeah, you had COVID uh, three months ago. It probably isn't true, huh? All right, guys, uh, is there anything else that we need to touch on? Or can we go? I think we can go ahead and close this. It's, it's been a fantastic discussion. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to fill in on? No, no, all good. All good, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Great stuff. Again, guys, you know, to, our, to our visitors out there, um, I recommend that you go and you download the, uh, the, 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 the report by Trend Micro. Again, uh, if you need that URL, it's uh, bit.ly forward slash OBS forward slash security trends. Um, go in there, fill in your details. It's not a phishing site. <laughs> and uh, I download the report. There's some insightful information inside there. That's, that's all about South Africa. Uh, uh, the, the, basically, what's happened over here is the, the Trend Micro report is a, it's taken some, some information from the international report uh, and has localized it. So there's quite a bit of like really cool information in there uh, related to South Africa as a whole. And, you know, you can also utilize that, uh, you know, with your customers and, uh, and, and obviously your own businesses. So please do, do, do download that, uh, that report. Great stuff. So the next insertion, we're going to be talking about cloud threats. Um, and we look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>